the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. I am Danny Smith. And I'm Ben South. Thanks for joining us. Ben, how's it going today? How's your week going? It's a good week, Danny. I'm actually on vacation this week, so I'm recording from home. Actually, I'm holed up in a closet at the house instead of where I normally record at the office. But I took some vacation this time. We're going to be doing a little traveling at the end of the week to finish up my daughter's volleyball season. So we just took the rest of the week, so I'm actually enjoying the week. (laughs) Hey, that's always good. And, you know, there's something to be said about the dedication that from your closed closet to the podcast that, you know, you're just not letting anything get in the way of that. That's uh, that's some dedication right there. <laughs> that's dedication. Or you just use use what you've got to use or do what you can do. What what you want to avoid uh, is making sure you don't get roped into doing laundry. Then then, you know, <laughs> you got to find a different spot. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, laundry's not too bad if as long as I don't have to do the ironing. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm at a point in my life where I feel like, and I don't have the money to, but I always think it'd be nice to pay somebody to do that. Can we afford to pay somebody to do that? And so if you're listening to this and you want to sponsor our podcast, we'll give you clothes to iron and you can sponsor a podcast and all that good stuff. There, There is some benefit to that. You drop them off. I have a friend who does that actually, who does a lot of their laundry that way. And they have like a standing account. They just send them a bill once a month yeah. and they, they yeah. just drop them off and say, Hey, put them on mine. And then they just come pick them up later and they just know what to do. So maybe one some, day, maybe, maybe someday if maybe we get someday. just some huge sponsors for chair two leaders. And speaking That's of sponsors, right. we are thankful for our sponsor who have been with us from the very beginning, central Baptist college and the pace degree program. We are thankful for them. They have a proven in-class online and hybrid course uh, program that will fit your schedule. They know you probably can't leave where you are in ministry. They know that you've got other responsibilities. So they've developed this program they've been working on for 20 years to help you finish your degree and to fit into your busy schedule. So we're thankful for CBC who has partnered with Chair 2 Leaders. Um, check them out at cbc.edu slash online. They will con- contact you. They will get back in touch with you. They will let you know everything there is to know about Central Baptist College in Conway and the PACE degree program. So check them out, cbc.edu slash online. Yeah, always thankful for CBC and uh, the help that they've given us. And, you know, being kind of all joking aside, yeah, when you think about laundry, uh, that kind of gets us into our topic today. And, uh, you know, sometimes life does get super, super busy. Thankfully, you've got a little time this week to, uh, to take off. But if I had to guess on your vacation time, uh, you're probably finding things around the house that you've got to get done. You mentioned having to take your daughter uh, to Kansas City. So, uh, you know, it'll be fun. But again, kind of another thing to do. And so today I thought it'd be fun if we talked about, you know, how do we how do we make sure we stay spiritually healthy or how do we grow spiritually when there are all kinds of demands just between life and ministry? You know, laundry to be folded or laundry to be washed, kids to be taken places, people to visit stuff to plan all of this goes on and so uh i thought it'd be fun to talk about just staying healthy spiritually and growing spiritually with all these demands we've got uh in our life each week 
Yeah, because it doesn't matter what you're doing. There's always going to be more things that you could do. There's always going to be a honeydew, you know, something around the house that they want you to fix or do. And there's going to always be something that could take your time if you're not diligent about uh, securing and and making sure your spiritual life is in the right place and heading in the right direction. So it does take some diligence and some intentionality in in doing that. So Danny, for you, um, you've got three kids. I've got four kids. We, we've got kids all around us and there, there's always excitement going on in the house, whether it's sports or school or one of those things. What are some of the things you do in your life to make sure you get that spiritual you know, the spiritual uh, depth, the spiritual um, involvement, maybe just the quiet time, if you will, and use that terminology in your life. Yeah, it is a challenge. You know, um, I think all of us can look at seasons of life and go, wow, it's been a prolonged period of time since I have spent maybe time in prayer or just personal Bible reading. So for me, uh, you know, a couple of things that uh, has just really served well over the years. Uh, one, I'm a journaler. I love to use a journal, and I'm not really a dear diary uh, type of guy where I'm just writing all the stuff that happened in my life, but those blank pages kind of motivate me to go. I don't want to skip pages, and I don't like to have a lot of time uh, in between entries where it might just be a verse. It might just be a prayer request. It could be maybe a little bit of a recap, but those blank pages really motivate me. So I use a journal and that's really helped me. And I just take it with me wherever I go. I, I honestly have tried to get away from saying, okay, every morning at 530 or every day at 715, whatever it may be, mainly because I'm in a season where I just don't have uh, a real regulated schedule, uh, free time. And so I take my Bible and take my journal with me uh, everywhere I go. So sometimes it's in the carpool line. Sometimes it's on my lunch break. Um, I guess if I had a regimented time, it would be uh, in the mornings, uh, my kids are old enough now that one's driving to school, the others uh, go to school pretty early, and uh, sometimes I, I get my time then. But for me, it is making just any time available uh, for that process of getting in the Word, getting times of prayer. So I, I really, my drive time is my time. I just got to be honest. Anytime I'm driving anywhere, I'm trying to listen to a podcast. I'm trying to, uh, I, I read my Bible through in a year. Um, and we could talk more methods here in just a moment, but sometimes I'll put that on my phone so I can hear it um, until I get a time to actually pick up uh, something to read. But that's kind of my approach to it right now, Ben, is uh, for me, knowing that my time is just really jumbled, I tend to uh, just take my Bible, my journal uh, with me uh, just everywhere I go and and just finding those moments in the day to say, this is a perfect time. Even though I'm driving, this is a perfect time to start praying for that family in the church that I know needs prayer, praying for my own family, praying for my own heart. Uh, so that's kind of how I'm where I'm at with it right now. What about you? What are some, some, some ways that you have um, been able to grow spiritually? Because those demands are all around us. Well, I think there's some different things and, and you, you hit on an important thing when you are in ministry and life in different phases of life. Your your life just takes a different pattern from season to season, and it may not be like early in the mornings are the best time for you because of schedule. For, for instance, my my daughter has during volleyball season, 
we have to have her at practice across town by 7 a.m. So we've got to leave our house by 6.30. Well, to get ready and get up and, and get out there, um, it makes the mornings. I'm, I'm having to get up earlier and earlier. So on those days, I set different times. For me, though, I have found that early morning is the best time. Um, if, if I don't do it early, a lot of times other stuff creeps in. So what I try to do, like on the mornings, I'm taking my daughter to volleyball. I probably don't do my quiet time at home, but I go and there's a, a Starbucks close by to the gym. And the first thing I do is I stop there, get a cup of coffee, and I sit 30 or 40 minutes if I can that day to make sure I get time in the Word, time in prayer. But those early mornings for me have found to be, uh, helps me stay more consistent. That Because it, with the longer I go in the day, it just seems that more and more stuff gets in the way. It pushes it back. And the longer I delay it, the, the further it just gets pushed back. So for me, the, the best part about that early morning has been the consistency. Now, we still have little kids at home. So we've kind of had to train them. Okay, when, when mom or dad are sitting and they have their Bible open in front of them, unless it's an emergency, we don't just come up and talk about the movie or the Legos or whatever we want to talk about that day. Um, so that was a training thing, you know, even with our kids, teaching them, hey, this is an important thing. If it's an emergency, you can come to mom and dad, but if you don't have to have them right now, wait until they've moved on to something else. So, um, which I think was even a, a discipling thing for our kids. It's just models that, hey, this is a priority in our life. We don't disrupt time in scripture to talk about movies or to talk about sports or to talk about uh, toys or those kind of things. So it was a discipling thing in our lot in our home um, where we had the opportunity to say, hey, dad's reading his Bible. Is it an emergency? Okay, if it can wait, wait till dad's done with this because this is more important. I, I think that's one thing we did, but I found those early mornings are really important as far as personal devotion time. So if the morning's really rushed and I don't, I take it with me. That's the first thing I do when I get to the office or the first break I get or the first moment I get during the day you know there are the days if i'm honest that it's evening and bedtime before i get to it but i'm what i'm finding is as i've done it more and as i've been more consistent with it those days are fewer and fewer the more i stay consistent the easier it is to stay consistent with that early morning time yeah it is it's, it's like anything else you know there's that habit building process that you've got to get in and every season of life is going to be a little different you're making it adaptable um, and, you know, my, uh, my brother-in-law and his wife, they just had their fourth child and, and, uh, and she is, uh, very regimented about how she gets up early. Of course, I'm not sure now that she's getting any sleep, her or Corey both, but, uh, I know she has a great habit of getting up early. Now, my wife is kind of opposite. She at night, for as long as we've been married, nighttime has been her time. And, uh, so, I know at times it feels like uh, it, it feels like maybe uh, there's a legalistic approach to this, uh, but I think just being adaptable to say, you know, here's the best time for me. This is when it's going to work. But like anything else, you know, you, you got to guard against it, not sleeping extra 15 minutes. If you're going to do this early in the morning, uh, you know, actually doing it, if you're going to uh, do this at your lunch break or whatever it may be and growing spiritually, it's very intentional and you've got to, adapt your schedule. And just because you're a morning person and maybe for whatever reason you miss it doesn't mean that sometime throughout the day, you still can't open your Bible and read and pray and things like that. And uh, I know at least for me, because I am a routine person, um, it, it is easy for me 
if I miss it when I maybe was planning to do it that day to go, okay, well, I'll catch up tomorrow. And uh, just be adaptable, be flexible in that because your spiritual growth is important and it just stacks up so quickly. Uh, ben, you know, where you're at with uh, your church staff and again, you know, we've highlighted over this year uh, just the, the long-term nature of your church staff. Do you interact with other um, chair two leaders there at your church to, uh, to help one another grow spiritually? What is that conversation like? What is, is that something that maybe is something a staff, a church staff ought to, to do? I mean, I think it's something they ought to do, but is that something that you can give some insight on? What, what is it like in a, in a church staff to, to consider spiritual growth? Well, for us, I wouldn't say that we have like an intentional process where that happens. I think ours happens more organically. We have every year what we've done the last several years anyway for our churches, we've promoted a devotional book for them. Hey, here's a book to use this year. We've used four or five different ones um, that we've suggested. We'll provide them out there. They can we'll buy them in bulk and let our church members buy them come toward the end of the year, first of the year to encourage them in the word. And we will as staff members will kind of we'll read through it that year and we'll use it from time to time with social media posts or references from you know time we do in a welcome at script at church on sunday say hey this was in today's reading or this scripture spoke to me and we'll kind of just throughout the year come come back to it but i would say in our staff there have been a lot more times when we just say hey did you read this morning's uh devotional thought that went with those passages did you what do you think about that and so there's been a lot of that back and forth from that that just kind of happens organically because we're processing through it together. Um, so that's one of those like the daily things we do. Our staff just kind of walks together in a lot of different, not really different ways, but just every little thing. So it's when we're preparing lessons, we're preparing sermons, we're always going, in, hey, what do you think about this? Do you have anything thoughts on this passage what do you think and what do you think about this outline for this passage so we do a lot of that just spurring one another on in that just in the flow of things but we don't have what i would say is an intentional process or plan to, to make sure the other one is spiritually maturing but i would say for a chair two leader this is an area you need to be cautious and i'll tell you why several years ago um i was in children leading a children's ministry at the church I think this is more susceptible for some of those in maybe student and, and probably more so preschool and children's because I got to a point where I was teaching a kid's life group, Sunday school group. So I was not in an adult group with peers or teaching an adult group or studying in that context. I was leading kids worship during the worship hour on Sunday night at that time. I was leading our kids. Um, I think we were doing Awana at the time. Uh, so I was leading in that every week. And then on Wednesday nights, I was doing a kids Bible study club. So there was no service that I was regularly attending ever during the week. And I looked back and I got to calculating one time. and I went six solid months at one season without ever attending a corporate worship gathering with our church. And I would caution, especially chair two leader guys, don't let that happen. That was one of those periods when, when I could tell spiritually I, I, I wasn't growing, wasn't maturing like I need to. And it, it was becoming more of a task to do the work versus a, a ministry and a calling um, because I had not fed my own soul. 
so I, I made some changes and we made some structural changes that allowed me to be at least in there occasionally. And in that time period, I, I began the process also of just making sure I was during the week listening to other sermons, lessons, making sure I was also hearing the word uh, preached and proclaimed. At that time, we weren't broadcasting our services, so I couldn't go back and watch it. So I was making sure I was listening to someone to hear that constant preaching of the word. So if you find yourself in a chair two position and, and you're not engaged regularly in the worship or in a group where you're studying and being taught and and learning, make sure you are finding somewhere or some avenue that you are being fed the word as well. Yeah, that's a great word. And I, I totally agree with you. And I think it's such an easy trap because, you know, we measure a lot. Um when when being a chair two leader is your job, your livelihood depends on it. And there there are um, there's expectations. There's uh, different uh, different different mindsets that people have towards uh, you. For example, there there were probably those uh, in that day, and, and this is all they knew was that this is what Ben's supposed to do. Why Ben's supposed to be back there? And so you got to wade through that because it's easy to confuse spiritual activity with spiritual growth and they're not the same. And, and we've got to be careful about that just because you're leading a Bible study, just because you are uh, leading an activity at the church, uh, doesn't mean that your own soul. So yes, on the individual side, you've got to, you've got to carve out that time for you daily um, to, to be in the word, to, to be in private prayer and worship. But at the same time, as you said, that corporate uh, uh, worship is so important to our souls because for me, if I just go individual, and if I just make this all about my spiritual growth, I lose sight of the fact that I'm part of something bigger, that the ministry that God's called me to, the ministry he allows me to serve in is part of something bigger. It's not my ministry. It's not my growth. Um, our growth and our ministries all part of that, uh, that, that community of believers. And so I think you hit on something well with that, that, that we got to be careful not to confuse spiritual activity uh, with spiritual growth because they're not always... Uh, the same thing. And that is that is such a key truth right there because we are prone to think, and, and it's not just ministers. I think church people think this as well sometimes. I'm doing a lot of things. I'm doing a lot of things at church. Therefore, I must be maturing spiritually. And that's just not always the case because a lot of times I think what you'll find is we and, and even some of the people in our church will begin to put their faith and trust in the things they're doing versus their faith in Christ. And so we that lends toward a false hope if we are too focused on our spiritual activities versus our spiritual growth or maturity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, the old joke is, uh, of course, your dad was a pastor, my dad was a pastor. And the, the old joke is uh, sometimes, uh, and I think our listeners uh, will get this, uh, I guess it's bad if I have to preface it, but I'm going to roll with it anyway, is that sometimes the church members that potentially can be the most divisive are also the ones that are there every single time. So yeah, just activity doesn't mean spiritual growth. Ben, just, I know we talked a little bit about kind of what our approach is, but maybe a little more specifically, um, is there a method? I know you talked about how your church, uh, y'all give out devotional books, um, you know, one of the things that, that I love to do, and it's just worked for me, and it just seems to be something that God has used uh, in my life, and that's just a simple through-the-Bible reading plan. Uh, I'm not a real big devotional book person. I'm not certainly against devotional books. It's just 
for me personally hasn't worked. What what about you? What are some practices that you have found? Because um, we all know, right, we need to pray. We need to read our Bibles. Maybe a journal. Maybe you don't. Uh, we need to worship. But again, practically, what are maybe what are a couple of things you have found that's worked for you? For me, I, I tend to be a very list driven person and almost task driven. So for me, a legalistic reading plan is helpful because it lets me see progress. It makes me know, hey, I'm behind and it keeps me on track. Um, so I probably I had not always done it consistently as a, you know, a structured reading plan, probably half dozen, 10 years ago, I started that and it made a huge difference for me because of my personality and just how I'm wired. Because I could say, okay, I've marked that off and I'm done. I'm not behind. Um, I'm, I'm on task. So for me, that has helped. You know, I do some of the journaling as well. And um, that's one of the things I do. I got this morning in our quiet time, I finished two books of the Bible. So I got to mark them off on the journal. Um, so it's that sense of accomplishment and progress. So that helps me be able to do that. So I would say if you're that type of personality, do something that kind of helps you, you know, stay on task, but different personalities are going to respond differently. Some need the more, you know, free freelancing of it, I guess you could say. Um, but it's just finding what works for you. It's more important that you do it. And it's more important that you do spend time in the word. And it's more important that you do pray. And it's more important that you are having intake of the word consistently than the, the the style of it is not as important as the fact that you have it. Yeah, and I'm just here to say now I don't know that I've ever seen your quiet time journal, um, but uh, I have seen your other planner. And when he does list, like it is color coordinated, and it is use a dot journal. Like we, I could go on a tangent. Like it would be worth a podcast episode. Just we may just do a, your planning journals. We may just do a future episode on on that so <laughs> we'll the, talk the ben, ben's guide to keeping a really cool looking journal and i want my journal to look cool but it looks nothing as cool as yours you know well i think messy. you're right <laughs> well no it's good it's good and i think you're right it is i think one of the main takeaways you know finding what works for you without excusing a lack of growth or lack of effort just because you're free spirited doesn't mean that you don't need something a little regimented or routine. Uh, just because you are regimented or routine doesn't mean that you can't sometimes break away from uh, the normal thing that you have done. And so uh, just being adaptable and intentional about that. And you hit on something earlier, being about just modeling that discipleship, both for your family, but then also for your folks, helping them understand, hey, it's not just about the activity, it's about the growth. And um, you know, it's it's important to to be able to just enjoy, right? That that's one of the best parts of our Christian lives. It's just enjoying that relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, for me, I'm in a, a season where um, I'm still in ministry, but uh, I'm also bivocational. And you know, there's been it, it's been a real effort to uh, stay in the Word, and but it's been so good to see how God has used that. I was thinking of. Um, uh, a, a book um, I read in seminary and essentially the, the guy said, you know, whether he's, you know, at the altar praying or whether he's peeling potatoes, he really feels God's presence in his life. And, you know, it was an encouragement to know that some days you're going to be doing, I mean, it's a grind. You're going to be taking kids to volleyball practice. You're going to be making hospital visits, 
But in those moments, just know that the Lord is with you and, uh, and he's faithful. And uh, it's his faithfulness that drives our faithfulness, not the other way around. Yeah, that that's a good word. And I can't tell you how many times that in the flow of ministry, what I've read that morning, and I think this is one reason it's important to do it early in the day as you can. I can't tell you how many times that when I've read something that morning, I've needed that specific passage that day, either for encouragement in my own life, for one of my kids, for a church member, or for a lesson I'm preparing or a sermon I'm preparing. That those, I, it's just amazing how many times with what I'm reading, just in the flow of doing that as a devotional reading, still applies to what I'm doing that week. You know, if you're listening to this, uh, if you're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, uh, comment and let us know what are some ways um, that you're intentional about your spiritual growth. We'd love to learn from you as well. And um, there's uh, there's always things that we can learn from each other about how to grow in our spiritual life. And, you know, Ben, before we get out of here today, I do have a question for you. Uh, it's getting towards the end of October. Have you got Christmas stuff out of your attic yet? No, but we have talked about it. So okay. We have a rule that the tree cannot go up till after Halloween and the Christmas tree and the other decorations have to wait until after the Thanksgiving meal. I like it. That's, that's a good rule. I know uh, I've seen some folks already with uh, lights up and empty boxes going, guess what's in the house now? And so hey, it's getting I, close I, to the time of the year. You think it's busy now? You better get intentional about it because it's about to get really busy. That's that's exactly right with the holidays. It doesn't slow down. So, yeah, speaking that's of right. trees, I have a friend who they usually put their Christmas tree up while trick-or-treaters are coming to the house. That's just kind of their tradition. I'm like, that's so uh, great. Give it a couple days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess I'm just a little bit of Scrooge on that. Uh, you know, I'm still sort of a uh, tree didn't come up till after Thanksgiving. and uh, But my kids are getting older and they're starting to override my votes now. So I might be outvoted on that here in a couple of weeks. I'll I'll keep you up to date. So for me, it was more a this takes a lot of work to get it down, to to put it up. And we're not home a lot during December because of basketball and because of activities at church. As much work as it is to get it out and decorate, I want to enjoy it a little bit longer. So that's good. That's good. Well, listen. If you ever need prayer, if you ever need encouragement, reach out to Ben and I. We'd be glad to pray with you any way we can. Let us know how you're growing and uh, feel free to share this wherever you're at. But Ben, it's always fun and I appreciate your insight today and uh, can't wait till next week. That's right. Good talking with you, Danny. And for those listening, we hope you catch us next time. You've been listening to Chair 2 Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair 2 Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.